I'm gonna just go for it. I got a new microphone and I got some new headphones, so I wanted to record. The louder your headphones are, the quieter you're forced to speak. I wonder if that's a little tricky poo. Because usually I'm like yelling at the top of my lungs, but if I yell, I will literally blow my eardrums out. So this is like forcing me to be quiet, which is kind of nice. I wanted to make a podcast about wrecked videos. Wrecked videos, like, you know, Ben Shapiro wrecks some lib snowflake. You know what I mean? I wanted to make a a podcast about that. Because I think they're dangerous, man. I think that they're dangerous, and I think it's really indicative of what exactly is going on in uh, the United States, at least politically. Um, You can hear all my mouth sounds. That's what I don't like. I mean, I know you edit those out, but, God, it's like... Anyway, um, and then the other thing is I'm trying to figure out exactly how far away from my... How far from my mic should I be? Um, Anyway, so the thing about a wrecked video, okay, is that when you are looking at when when you know 90% of your exposure to political ideas or, <clears throat> or you know ideologies or um, philosophical concepts or anything like that is through a platform of debate in a format of um, essentially confrontation it i think it warps people's minds i think it's not good i mean every single time somebody on for instance i got the reason i wanted to make this was because i got an argument on reddit with some guy and i i just wondered why how do you think you know what you know about me right i had said something i won't say what i said and he said oh you probably are one of these people and you believe this and you're an idiot and I put a bunch of words in my mouth um, could not have been more wrong but he was convinced he or she was convinced that they had me figured out and I thought that that was also part of the problem right so not only are all of your experiences with ideas being presented as um essentially debate fodder you're being they're being presented to you as debate fodder ideas are are like uh ammunition for debates right and um the thing is that people are categorizing themselves and each other in the terms of very narrow ideologies the right and the left right if you're in the united states so once somebody says something in line with with some arbitrary definition that you have placed on some sort of type of person right like oh well i believe in um i believe that america should be the um police of the world okay you're like some fucking neocon person who believes that we should kind of have in our have our affairs or business in, in, in everybody else's affairs. Um, 
And then somebody's just like, oh, you're like pro-war. You're a war hawk. So, you know, you probably don't believe in climate change. You probably love Donald Trump. You're probably so pro-capitalism that you don't give a shit about uh, the average working person or the middle class, whatever. And that's bullshit, man. It's not only bullshit that people lump you in like that. It's bullshit because people literally lump themselves into that type of stuff, man. You know? I mean, I've done that. Like, you think that all of these things are necessarily related to each other? You know what I mean? I mean, like, see, and this is why I want to avoid politics, really, in the future. And in general. Because I don't want to say something that gets me in trouble. Even though, really, my, my, um, you know, intentions are sincere. So... Think about somebody who believes in the environment and they believe in the EPA and they believe in, you know, freshwater acts and stuff like that. You'd probably consider them a a liberal person and you would say that generally they would probably be voting for a Democrat and you probably aren't wrong. Um, I just want to, I think that that's fucked up firstly, but I think that (laughs) this mic is so sensitive, it can hear, it can hear everything going on in the other room, it can, it has better hearing than I do, I can hear stuff in the other room that I wouldn't be able to hear unless I had this mic hooked up with headphones on right now, so, that's a, that's (laughs) post-op, okay, so, I'm, I want to ask what, being pro-environment has to do with being pro-LGBTQ. In the U.S., at least, it is pretty standard for a left-leaning person to be very pro-environment, probably pro-animal, you know, in the sense of, like, if you're a vegan, I mean, you're probably on the left side of the aisle, but but you're also probably very pro-LGBTQ. Okay, and I'm not here to say what I am or am not, even if it would, even if I think it would gain favor and points with you. I I don't, I don't, I don't want my own opinions to be part of this. But I'm saying, why are we, are, not why are we, well yeah, why are we lumping ourselves in with this, with this line of, um, like, of ideology like as if it's necessarily like one necessarily entails the other right i mean i would actually expect a conservative person to be pro lgbtq like i would expect that because that's part of the whole thing man like if you love the constitution and you believe in free expression you believe in freedom of speech you believe in the point of this country which was to you know do whatever the fuck you wanted to do and not be judged for it, man. That's not a Christian country. See, that's the problem is everybody says that the conservatives have been co-opted by the the Christian establishment, right? But, like, what I'm saying is that a conservative who's truly a politically conservative outside of their religion should be pro-LGBTQ. Which just goes to show that, like, why on the left side is that, like, it's entailed? I'm just saying that you know, how much thought do people actually put into every single thing that they believe in? 
You know what I mean? And that's, you know, I'm making this podcast demos now, but seriously, seriously making it, I got a mic and headphones for God's sake. I mean, I want to make it for people who, who are actually thinking about everything. Thinking about like, am I pro-environment? Do I give a shit about the earth? Do I really believe in climate change? You know what I mean? I'm not here to tell you what you should and should not believe in. What I'm saying is that you should really be thinking for yourself. I think the answer is probably obvious on that as far as the the question of climate change, whether or not it's rational to believe in it or not, and kind of like what the answer, you know, reason leads you to is. But I'm saying like the act of thinking for yourself. The act of thinking for yourself, you know. So, so back to the original point. I've gone way off topic, and that's... I didn't write this out or anything. Can you hear me? How far away can I really get from this thing before you can't hear, any, hear me anymore? You know? How about this? Is this good? Okay. So, here's the other thing. In line with all of these ideas somehow relating to each other, Right? Somehow relating to each other. And then you have, you know, on the left, a pers- people who are, like, just so pro probably any type of expression. On the left, pro any type of expression barring some very extreme ones. You know? Like, if you want to have fucking pink hair and tattoos all over your face and you are a demi-pansexual otherkin whatever... You know, you should be able to wear neon Birkenstocks and fishnet stockings to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, people like that. Like, very left-leaning people. These are the same people who are probably going to vote for, like, higher taxes on the rich. So they're anti-government in one sense, but they're pro-government in another. So, and and I'm, I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying, like, there's no real reason why political agendas on both sides of the aisle are all the like the same ideas that they are that you accept this big string of ideas that you want to see happen you know pro-LGBTQ pro-tax increase anti-rich stuff like that so like I mean you have to wonder why you just accept them but Um, God, I'm all over the place. I don't blame you if you hang up or if you stop listening to this, but if you follow me for a second, what I'm getting to is that people forge identities also with their politics, with their beliefs, with their philosophical beliefs, and I wonder why. That is, in my opinion, the biggest problem. That is, in my opinion, the biggest problem. Frankly, fake news. Um, I think that's bullshit. You know? Because it becomes a part of your identity that intelligence is somehow... How well you can do in a fucking argument against somebody. How well you can do in an argument... About 
concepts where you're probably using the stock answers to every question. It's you and a person playing Pokemon with starter decks. Do you know what I mean? Not like do you really think that you're so profound? Me included. I'm saying anybody who engages in a debate online about some political thing. You're all saying the same shit. Everybody has everybody says one thing. People shouldn't be rioting. People shouldn't be rioting. This is taking it too far. You know? And then people saying peaceful protest didn't work. And I'm like I'm I'm not even gonna say what I think the truth is in that sense. What I'm saying is that everybody is saying that about both that's the argument both sides are making. Like you don't the average person even the above average person probably isn't profound enough, man. Well read even enough to come up with a new argument about something. They've read it somewhere. They've read it somewhere. So you're sitting there with a starter deck. I don't know for people who played Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. With cards that were pre-assembled for you to duel with, man. And you and and so so now you want to be able to wreck people. R-E-K. You want to be able to wreck people because that's me. I'm intelligent now. In the, the you know, we've equivocated winning a debate with intelligence in the, you know, in the most basic sense of our culture right now. So the more fucking stupid little quips that you can fire off, and the more flexible you can be with them, apparently the more intelligent you are. That is fucking dumb. That is so stupid. That doesn't mean shit. Do you know what I mean? It's learning a set of signifiers of when you say something about um, when you say something about people rioting, for instance, or you say something about um, Facebook. Facebook should ban Donald Trump. Facebook should censor people. You know, Alex Jones or something. Uh, they're, they're turning the frogs gay. You know, it's an automatic, if you say the right signifier, like Facebook shouldn't be banning conservatives. You're going to say, you're automatically going to jump on that as a conservative talking point. And, you're, and then you're going to go on about, you know, well, you know, if it's not a, uh, what is it? Is it a utility? Well, they, you know, it's a private company. It's a private company. They can, uh, they can ban whoever they want. You know, it's not a utility. You know, internet. Internet throttling, you know. Not even, I'm getting off point. It's really late, and I'm, it's so hot in here because I have to, like, I try to soundproof this room. What I'm saying is that you're playing with the same fucking cards, man, that every other person who believes what you believe is playing. So if you've all got the same cards, man, none of you are more intelligent than the other. Just because you can use the right card or the right argument at the right time because you you are very sensitive to to anticipating why somebody is saying something, maybe you're a really good debater. That doesn't make you fucking intelligent, dude. 
that does not make you intelligent at all. Dude, my mom is a great debater. She is not smart. She's just not that smart, dude. And that's not me being mean. She just didn't do a lot of school. She's street smart, dude. She's not book smart. But she could she could roast you in a debate, dude. She can she knows her way around ideas, man. She knows the root of really what you're saying, so she knows how to get right to the root and attack that. So then all of the other ways you've branched off of your main idea doesn't really matter because she's destroyed the root of the conversation. So, so now, you know, you want to be an intelligent person. That's constituting your identity. That's a, that's a, that's a piece of your identity that you're choosing for yourself. I want to be an intelligent person. Therefore, if I can wreck some people online, (laughs) if I can wreck some people, dude, then I'm intelligent. So now... Here's the really bad part, dude. Now you've identified with your ideas. Now you're identifying with your, quote, beliefs, which have really actually just been handed to you. And probably not, there's probably no, you know, original analysis by you on your part. Same with me, dude. I'm not saying you. I'm saying anybody in general. You don't have any fucking... Um, unique perspective on it, you know? You just read it. People, like, had this point of view, and they were like, this is what we think, and then you were like, that is fucking right, man. And maybe it's a good argument, you know? But now it's a part of you. So when a, when a person attacks your argument, man, when they attack your argument, you feel this need when you argue, I might be getting robbed right now. I'm, I might die. Hold on. I keep a machete next to my bed. Alright, anyway. Um, so now, your argument has been attacked. You say, black lives matter. Or you say, blue lives matter. And somebody says, dude, fuck that, that's dumb. For whatever reason that they have. Maybe it's a good argument. Maybe maybe you don't have a good argument and they have a really good one. Either way, now your identity as an intelligent person being backed up by your ability to wreck people online is now at risk. So now your identity is at risk, meaning that you your identity is founded on being confrontational when it comes to philosophical, political, ideological concepts. That's not good at all. And then everybody's just pissed off and arguing, right? And it's so polar that you 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 start to judge, not even judge. I'm saying like you start to be able to think that you can identify a per, every every belief that a person has. Like I was talking about earlier. Oh, you know, blue lives matter. You're probably some fucking climate denying fucking boogaloo-ass racist fuckhead who loves fucking Jefferson Davis statues. <laughs> you know? And it's probably true sometimes, and, like, that's really the scary part, too, is that people mindlessly take all of these things for granted in, in like, even contradictory ideas about free expression and small government. They're small government, but they don't want you to get married if you're gay. Like, how fucking ridiculous can you be? Both sides, man. 
anyway. Um, so you're this confrontational dude whose entire intelligence is founded on wrecking people. And you're wrecking people with ideas that aren't yours. It's fucking... Is that the Kill Bill song? I'm gonna have to pay for copyright shit. Royalty. I'm gonna have to pay royalties on that shit. But, actually, that's probably public domain. But I think Quentin Tarantino might own whistling that song. He might own it in whistle form. So, why isn't this good? Why isn't this good? Well, because now I see anybody who disagrees with me as an adversary. Always. And they see me as an adversary because... When you posit your idea, well, oh, this person believes in X? Well, I'm going to try to flex on them right now and try to shit on them and fucking wreck them on Facebook right now. So, firstly, you can't really have an opinion in peace because people are staking their intellectual identity on wrecking you. And then every single time you interact with somebody, you're getting wrecked or you're doing the wrecking, man. And, th and it's always somebody who disagrees with you, one. And so people who disagree with you are equivocated in your own mind, in your own actions day to day, with being an enemy, right? And that's founded on something so close to you as your identity as a person, man. What the fuck? And you wonder why there's boogaloo, crazy militia people patrolling... I don't know, their driveway with a fucking AK-47. And then you've got the Chaz in Seattle, Capitol Hill. That's where I live. That car that you just heard has Washington license plates on it, buddy. You know? Math sounds. God, that's like a fucking V8, man. So... Is loud. So, you know, you get closer and closer to the most perfect form of confrontation with an enemy over time. Now, what is that? Violence, man. Violence. That's why Carthage and Rome. Is it Carthage? Carthage and Rome. China and the United States. The USSR and the United States. Nazis in Europe. Rhetoric lasts for so long until a movement goes crazy, man. And both sides go crazy. And there's no stopping the craziness because the goal isn't for both of us to sit down, have a conversation, both come to a common conclusion and trying out, trying that out in political, in our political decisions. It's about my side beating yours and you fucking off. And now we have this dichotomy in American politics also, as I'm sure you're aware, um, where only one side is ever in power at a time. And we're becoming so polar that the, lo the losing side is unable to really have their opinions heard and their agenda put into action because they're so fucking polar now. Because both sides have become more extreme in the direction of their ideology, right or left. I love talking quiet like this. It feels sexy. 
Um, so people are going to get fucking anxious. People are going to get anxious every single time, every Supreme Court argument, every, every, every case that goes up to the Supreme Court comes back with a, with a conservative conclusion to those, man. And, and like every single day you're seeing like pro-conservative things happening. All you're thinking is they're winning, man. They're fucking winning. Well, what if they win for another four years? Because now in my mind, they want to hurt me. They don't want to do what I want to do. They're trying to kill all the straight white men, you know? So now I'm fucking scared. Because you start to boil down this idea that they're your enemy into, you know, their their ideology of choice. I'm taking a drink of water. Their ideology of choice. You and you try to think down and and bubble it and boil it down into its into its parts, into its essence, and then you and then you come to this conclusion that they want to kill, they want to fucking end being white, straight, and male, because they are pro woman, pro gay, and pro, um, I don't know any gender identity, and pro black, pro pro minority. So you're like, oh, well, if they're that, then the extreme version of that is actually just wanting to kill all of the straight white men. You know what I mean? And they do that on both sides. What do liberals think? That conservatives want to instate a, a patriarchal Christian theocracy where black people are slaves. Right or at least second-class citizens, and immigrants are second-class citizens, and only white people matter. And you're probably sitting there and saying both sides of what I'm of saying: the conservative biggest fear and the liberal biggest fear. And whichever side you're th- you're on, you might be saying well, that's exactly what they fucking want, bro. Um. Yeah. Well, you know when you believe that about your enemies about the other side which you have equivocated to being your enemy and beating them in discourse on your identity as a, an intellectual and rational person, where is that going to lead to, man? Anxiety, fear in every single liberal or conservative win that happens because you're like, fuck, they're just one step closer. And then, yeah, you're going to lose your shit and get fucking violent. You know what I mean? You're going to fucking kill people. And you might sit there and say, like, only conservatives are doing that. And only the police do that. And I mean, like, yeah, that's, it's pretty fucking bad. But let's not be, I'm I'm not going to look up a fucking point to satisfy you. But if you don't think that somebody's ever fucking, you know, committed a crime for the sake of the liberal agenda, then get the fuck out of here, okay? Elf. You know, Earth Liberation Front. You know what I mean? So, that's the fucking problem, dude. Aristotle. You know, Aristotle thought that we were naturally political animals. And that the zenith of being... Well, he thought that we were social animals, right? And and that being rational, conscious human beings is what separated us from the other animals. And the zenith of being a social animal is being able to participate in the public domain, in the politics. So that... 
being a political agent in your society, it fulfilled you as a social animal, having having control over your own destiny, dude. Right? So, dude, we're compelled. I mean, if you take Aristotle as, you know, the truth, the guy who believed that, I don't know, things fall at different speeds and other stupid shit. If you take him by his word on politics, we're kind of destined to be political, right? And, 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 you know, I mean, there's a lot of other shit too. And this is going to kind of back me into a corner, but thank you. That's a bus. That's Seattle. That's Seattle public transportation, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, institutions, the relationship between human beings and, and the institutions in their society have become increasingly transactional, right? So if you know anything about the Enlightenment, um, the Enlightenment was a time in Western history where Isaac Newton made calculus and Galileo discovered that the sun is the center of the solar system and people were like, what the fuck is happening? The church is wrong. The Bible doesn't know shit. You know what I mean? And what the fuck do we do now? Because apparently just thinking about stuff can actually bring us to the truth. So if the if a scientist can tell me more than my priest can, why do I believe them? And now if, if I'm questioning the church, I can pretty much question every every ancient institution that we've been going with since day one, man. A king controlling everything, autocracy, fuck that stuff. What if we can all come together and we talk about our own ideas and we think about them in sincerity? We sincerely want to think and understand and come together and come to political conclusions, man, for the better. Like, like we're both like one person is saying, well, you know, well, uh, what if there's no truth at all? And then another person saying, oh, no, there's there's one truth. And then them talking about it, not arguing to see who is going to wreck the other but then at the end, they're just like, you know, I guess, you know, I guess maybe both are true. Relativity is true, but the truth of relativity is the only absolute truth. So we're both kind of fucking right. You know, shit like that. Or like, or like, when was the last time you talked to somebody, you spoke with one of your friends and they were, they, they, they flipped you on something that you were like adamantly like no fucking way. That happened. I do that all the time. My buddy who I want to make this podcast with, we do that all the time. That's a good thing. And that was the whole founding during the Enlightenment when we moved away from traditional governments. That was the whole basis that we as rational agents in the world could make up our own goddamn minds because we wanted to know the truth and we wanted to make actually good and sincere reasons or good um, political choices for ourselves and the people around us. And now look how fucking far away from that ideal we are. Look how far away from sitting and talking with somebody we disagree with and both changing afterward we are. Now we're, we just get even further away from each other after we talk because they're like, oh, you're just some fucking 
white male hating fucking libtard snowflake and then you're you're like you're just some fucking bootlicker who loves the state and fucking rich people and Jeff Bezos whatever you get further away from each other not closer you know that's some crazy shit and then this is really gonna this is what I was talking about getting me backing me into a corner now let's talk about how we actually thought about the institutions after the Enlightenment that we had started to question. We thought, well, what makes an institution legit? Like the church or like, I don't know, the government, the banks, the treasury. What makes it legit? Well, if if it is bringing us closer to an, a, a universally agreed upon ideal standard of living, that's pretty. that's a pretty good explanation there. Now, if you're John Locke, a uh, pretty famous modern philosopher around the time of René Descartes, he said, the whole point of a government is to help us secure life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. In the sense that we're not material, I mean, he was a materialist, in a philosophical sense, empiricist. Um, no, he was like... You know, if somebody, if I own something and I can't defend it, I would hope that, the, you know, the whole point of the government is to defend it for me so that we're free to pursue our own ends without some big bully coming along and fucking stealing it from you, right? Crime, okay? In a very simplistic sense. So, well, here's the good news, bud. Capitalism, all right? Capitalism, we're securing tons of capital. We're distributing it very effectively, we're creating so much wealth, so much wealth, you have no idea. Scrooge McDuck, dude, is just a little tiny rice grain on the big giant pile of turd that is the wealth of the world now because it's just so bonkers. It's such a great system for creating wealth. So... Before I go too far down that, it, it would seem now that as, as people like Hannah Arendt um, and Gil Deleuze would say, um, the whole attitude of institutions was that they were transactional. That they were going to give us stuff. Okay? And, you know, we tied the idea of standard of living and living a good life and living a better life with economic things, having more capital, right? Because capital is a really good way of getting you the things that you want, property, okay? So we create an entire system of institutions that are really good at def getting you property, helping you get property, and having, <laughs> you know, a justice system m centered around protecting said property. So, hence... Capitalism comes along. Now, if the whole point, okay, it's embedded in the social structures, it's embedded in the political system, the whole point is to make you money and make other people who are at the top a fuckload of money because they're set on this philosophically. They're set on this. They believe totally in more shit. And they believe that you're going to be happier if you have more shit too, but, I mean, like, they're the people at the top. The 1%. So, I think I've kind of found the good, the good um, angle for my microphone here. 
now in a world where uh, the whole system is made for property and the pursuit of and the equivocation of freedom with the ability to gain property in a very narrow sense if we're if we're if we're saying that all of western civilization since the enlightenment has been based on Locke, some a lot of it anglo-american yeah but what is the point of a human being dude here is to drive the economy because that's really the only capacity that a person's worth is like is realized is that if this entire system is made for one end which is what we've discussed before a materialistic end that's a very loud television um then your capacity as a human being is limited to that and your worth is in proportion to that so we're a society that fucking hates poor people because they're lazy we've tied we've tied um we have tied our value to how well we help this machine go man we've tied it up with our moral values of laziness or hard work ingenuity and creativity do you know what I mean Think of that, man. That's fucking some crazy shit. So you do what you got to do to survive. You work so that you can buy your shit that you want to buy so you can be a free person, quote. And then what the fuck do you do, dude? And, and, you know, like, and now you as a social animal, your participation in the public sphere with other people is totally confrontational. And you're just wrecking people all the time and getting wrecked. And nine times out of ten, you guys are so far, we are all so far from really understanding what the other person said. that, And we're so busy just parroting back the shit that we've already heard from other people. That we're fucking doing, we're probably wrong. And we're using words in the wrong instance, man. And we're not as smart as we think we are. We're not fucking wrecking people. We are idiots. And we think we're intelligent when somebody doesn't respond back because we just fucked him up so bad on Facebook, man. But like 90% of everything that we think is bullshit. And we're just adopting it for our own identity. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I just found all my notes for this episode. I've just been freestyling here. But yeah. And so, in a society where there's a lot of people who slip through the cracks systemic racism um, keeping people poor people are going to get pissed man people are going to get pissed you know I mean that's I mean that's I don't really I wish I had more for you um, I wish I would have went off these notes because I do I've got some pretty, a lot better structure of a fucking episode, that's for sure. But, either way. Um, yeah, I hope you liked it. Um, oh my god, I have such good notes. Anyway, uh, yeah, next episode, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Um, I'm supposed to, this is what they call the outro. Um, so we're going to, we're supposed to talk about what the episode was about, which is politics. How, um the system that we're in now and how politics has formed since the enlightenment has kind of fucked us up a little bit um if you believe aristotle we're not really um 
actualizing our potential and uh, fulfilling our our uh, our essential nature as social beings by per participating in a mutually beneficial liberal democracy where we talk about ideas we really talk about ideas instead we're all just wrecking each other and um, not knowing really what the fuck that we're talking about and thinking things for no other reason other than that it constitutes our identity as intellectual people so I mean that's pretty fucking scary that's so what do we do what do we do oh my god that was such a good point god i'm looking at my notes they're so much better i I might just do a whole a whole nother episode um but yeah keep it real um don't do anything stupid and uh